Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome, everybody, to Salt Talks, where we support abundant living today. I am so excited to have my oldest daughter, Chelsea Blue, if you follow us on Fam Bam. She's going to be joining me today for our topic. Chelsea, do you want to say hello to everybody? Hey, everybody. We are so excited today because our topic today is raising children. And if you have them or you're thinking about having them, or you may have a bun in the oven, we hope that we can touch your heart today as we talk about raising children. And we're going to kind of take it in a different spin because, you know, as we've kind of started our podcast together, the Bobby Dude and I have been married for 36 years and all of our babies are grown. But man, was it eventful in the beginning? Because kids don't come with a playbook, do they, Chelsea? Not at all. (laughs) What one kid may do, it may be completely different than another. And that's where we're going to hit on today. There's four of you and all four of you are completely different and some tendencies may be the same, but man, are y'all individuals. And so anyway, today we're so happy that you're here. And remember, as we talk salt, we want to just make sure that we bring the spice of life back into our, for our minds, our bodies, our families, our finances, and our communities. And sometimes in doing so, we want to focus a little bit in a special area. And so today it's really family related, but raising kids. Now, Chelsea, I want to start with something that I remember Now, you and Jared have been married for eight years. Eight years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. so y'all are in the thick of raising the kids. You got two. We've got Lane and we've yep. got Rory. But pre-Lane and Rory, when it was just you and Jared, I remember me and the Bobby dude, you know, if we were at dinner or we were somewhere out in public or somewhere and we would see maybe a child misbehaving, Mr. Jared would say, well, I know my child is never going to act like that. <laughs> Has Mr. Jared changed his tune? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And the thing is, Jared's the youngest of two, and I'm the oldest of four. So every time he would say that, I'd be like, you don't don't be saying that until we have kids one day, because you just never know. Oh, no, my kids won't act like that. And well, they let you know a little different. Oh, my gosh. Y'all as kids are so humbling to the parental spirit because all the things that you say my child will never do, I think all of y'all, you know, have done in some way, shape (laughs) or form. And somehow the Bobby dude and I survived it and you and Jared are surviving it and Brooke and Adam. And, you know, it's just the passage of life, right? When you're raising kids, I wanted to share one of those oh my goodness moments that I had. And then you probably might remember this story too. You know, raising girls is different than raising boys. And yes, mom, and as I've said before, you are very different (laughs) from raising us than raising them. Yes, and I've apologized for being so- But um, in a good way. So yeah, the boys just break you down. I tell you what, Michael, MP, (laughs) MP did it. He is the one that did it. And so- I'm sure the audience can relate. You know, when you're raising your girls and you're the mom, you want to raise them up and treat them and know how to do this and be, you know, all those things that, you know, little girls are supposed to be. And Brooke had a very good friend, was with her in school when she was young. And then her family moved off to San Antonio when, let's see, Michael would have been, MP would have been about 
let me think on this. No, he was probably around four. I think it's three or four. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because Gabe was talking. I want to say were, Michael was four and he was, Gabe yeah, was three. Yeah, three. So. Yeah, I think that's about right. And here's the scenario. This family had moved to San Antonio and literally had built a million dollar home. And it was gorgeous. And Brooke was coming over the weekend with her friend. She hadn't seen her in so long. And the house was just finished and beautifully furnished. So we roll up one night because I'm hauling the Suburban around with everybody in it. It was an hour drive, obviously, from Luling to San Antonio. And we get there and we barely get inside the house and everybody, I mean, we're just like, oh, we're so happy to be here. This house is gorgeous. And the mom wanted to take us on a tour. But MP says, I got to go to the bathroom. And I was like, well, just hold on. Just hold up. Do you know where I'm going with this? Oh, um, yes. Remember this story? I have an idea. Yeah. The mom said, oh, great. We just have a bathroom right here, right in the entryway. And the mom was really trying to take us on the tour. And I knew, I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew in my heart. <laughs> I needed to go supervise. She said, no, no, no. Just let Michael and Gabe go in there. It'll be fine. I was like, uh, and she said, no, come on. We're going to do this. And I was like, I just knew. Mm-hmm. Well, and you just almost want to have a talk with them before they go, but everybody's right there. And that would be a little odd. And so we shut the door and we're just kind of chit-chatting a little bit. And it wasn't, I don't know, a minute later, out bust Gabe. And here he <laughs> is. Mom, Michael peed all over the wall. And I am just mortified beyond words. And I'm thinking, what in the world was he thinking? We don't behave this way. What was he thinking? Do you remember this? How I mean, it was. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I just remember the look on the mother's face and how just her new walls of her new walls in her brand new, beautiful home. And my little son just peed all over the wall. (laughs) Those are humbling moments. Believe you me. Oh, yes. I'm sure the audience has had many of those and it teaches you a lot. But before we actually talk about what we do when those opportunities or obstacles come at us, I would love for you to share what you experienced very recently in the Steffig home. Well, yes. So my sweet Rory Jean, she is our three and a half year old firecracker and she is just our little spice of life. And you never know what's going to come out of her mouth and you never know what she might do. She, and uses, she uses words correctly. Sometimes she does. Doesn't. Sometimes not great words correctly, I should say. My father-in-law says she has a lot of her daddy in her. So that tells me where things come from. But for the sake of this story, I was in the kitchen. This was just last week and she was running around outside I think this was Friday. So I had a great day. I went to Houston to go get my hair cut and I had a day to myself and I picked up the kids and came home, was doing a little cleaning up before we were going to head out to go eat. And she was just out there playing around. And so I just didn't think anything of it. Checked in on her, left the screen door open. Well, then Jared pulls up. So I walked outside to make sure, you know, the dogs and the kids were out of the way and I'm talking to him and I turn. And my car is right there. And there are white circles on my car. (laughs) My car's black. (laughs) And I'm not talking about like someone drew with their finger. I went over there and I rubbed on it and realized these are not coming off. And I looked right at her because she was standing right there. And I asked her, what was this? What did she do? And she said that she drew on the car with a rock. (laughs) My my new car. 
Yeah. Yes. New car. That I've only had since May. And so she drew and I found out later she actually drew on both sides. Oh, lovely. Yes. So that was a very um, humbling. Oh, so Chelsea, tell me what goes through your mind as a parent. And believe me, I have watched you and Jared and y'all are wonderful parents. You know, you're beautiful with your children, but then you have these times that something like this happens. And what is the first thing that goes through your mind? Very first was what in the world goes through your mind that thinks it's okay for you to draw on my car with a rock was <laughs> like, what? I don't understand. Lane's never done this. I mean, MP as bad as he was, he never drew on a car with a rock. No, he and didn't. Like, surprisingly, there's an acre that they are able to play on and draw and do whatever. And she drew on my car. You know, and I could see her doing it. Of course, I didn't see her doing it, but I'm sure she thought she was just decorating and it was going to be a beautiful, they were circles. And I could tell when you send us the Snapchat, it was just really nice decorations. And she was decorating your car. Has Lane ever done anything remotely? You know, Lane had a a very similar experience. When we first moved to Hallettsville, we moved in with Jared's parents while we sold our house and figured out what we were going to do next. And so we had our sofa that we had in our house and then they had their sofas in the living room one day and I think my mother-in-law was watching him at the time I think it was either us or them I can't remember and we came home and or we walked out of the room or something and Lane had black sharpie and he was drawing crosses on all the furniture (laughs) and ours was a white sofa and theirs was a green and you could definitely see that he drew crosses everywhere and on the wall. Okay. So here's a theme I'm seeing that your children, um, either your <laughs> like children, to draw where they're not they, supposed to. Well, they're going to be either artists or maybe they're writing. Maybe they're, you know, they're decorating in their mind. I don't know. Interestingly that your car is black and Rory drew white circles on your car and your sofa was white and Lane drew with the and black Sharpie. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, at least they know which color will stand out. There's so many emotions as a parent when we're parenting, you know, these little ones don't come with a rule book, right? Sometimes we have to learn on the fly or determine. And so many times we just, you know, we could get angry and we could really just make a knee jerk reaction or we could laugh, but then maybe somebody doesn't get the point, you know, as a parent, you know, when Michael peed on the wall, you have a decision to make exactly how are you going to handle this? So I would love for us to talk for a little bit on the stages that you go through. And sometimes these stages happen within seconds. What are the stages that you go through to know that you have to make a decision on parenting and help us kind of walk through what those stages are to be an effective parent for a lesson to be learned, for there to be accountability and follow-up. Okay. We're going to talk about all those. I'll be honest, I'm a work in progress on this because I'm really in the thick of it right now. With <laughs> I mean, Aren't Lane has gotten to a point where he is a lot better, more self-sufficient. I mean, not that he's not mischievous sometimes, but he's also my first child. So he really wants to do right as best as he can. And then I've got my mischievous one who's right in the middle of her three major years. I mean, your first reaction is anger or shock, one of the two. And, and sometimes, and you know, all together at the same time. So that's usually first. 
then it's how are you going to react? I'll be up first to say I'm not always perfect in the way that I react. I always tell myself like I need to learn how to get the point across to them, especially for their age level. Where are we at? Breathe first before just reacting to them. You know, Chelsea, I want to interject right here before you continue. And I remember when you told me the story, one of the things that you told me was, you know, I just had to breathe and I had to think about what I was going to do. So I think that reflective, even if it was very short lived, is a note for all of us. You know, before you go say something that you're going to regret, do something that you're going to regret. I think it's important to pause yourself and really think for a second before you act. When you did that, what did you come up with? It was more so asking the question, you know, what happened here? Who did this? And of course, I mean, this wasn't all me because Jared was just getting home. So it was kind of a mix of emotions and everything. But it was asking if she did it. And she did say that she did it. Now, later on, when she was telling the story, daddy did it. And daddy got in trouble. But at the time, she didn't admit that she did it. And so from there, the discipline, it happened from there. But it was more so like, what did you do? Recognizing that she did it, realizing that that's wrong. We do not write on cars. It could have been worse. It could have been someone else's car. So Or or she could have written all over the whole car, right? Or that. Yes. So... There, it always could have been worse. And I did have a friend tell me that their friend wrote their name in their <laughs> car. So I was like, okay, things, things could be worse than how I have it. But it's kind of just walking yourself through those emotions. So stopping yourself before you react, taking a deep breath, maybe even walking away. I mean, if it's that yeah. bad or if you're in that much and you're just not going to react right, maybe walk away for a few minutes. Yep. And then come back and reassess the situation and so talk after, it through with them. That was going to be my next thing. So after you had your initial moment to center yourself, come back and investigated, interrogated, was she standing around with the smoking rock or had she? No, you know, she had moved on to other things. Got at it. This got time. it. Yeah. How did you respond with holding her accountable or air quote? There was there was there punishment? And then how are you holding her accountable? And then what are you doing to ensure that wouldn't happen again? So, yes, I mean, I usually like get down on their level, whatever that is, squatting down, sitting down something to where we can have an eye to eye conversation and asking her, having her look at it. Tell me what happened for a three and a half year old. She can communicate very well and she knows what she's doing. So she was able to tell me she did get in trouble and she did have to go to her room and she was crying and she actually ended up crying herself to sleep and she slept for like two two hours. (laughs) It it was best to go to sleep at at a time like this, right? Yes. But the thing is, after that, we keep talking about it. So especially with bigger things like this. Yeah, it's important to reiterate what's right and where we do these things. So where do we write on things? Where do we not? Do we write on mommy's car or on anybody's car? No, that is not right. And we continue to talk to her about this and she will answer, you know, no or yes. And it's just reinforcing where we are supposed to do things and where we're not. Because honestly, she's written on a lot of things. So she's written on the walls. She's written on the furniture as well. 
Oh, she just expanded. On the car. She's just, yeah. I mean, going to new things. So yes. it's not like she's redrawn yeah. on the old things. She's just expanding to new things. <laughs> so we just have to keep adding to our list of things that she should not be drawing on. on. Exactly. Yes. That's that's a great point. And, you know, Chelsea, as I said at the beginning, you and Jared are fantastic parents. And I think no parent is perfect. Gosh, I messed up many times. And I also think sometimes... And I'm going to say this as a parent. I know sometimes I overstepped and maybe reacted sooner. And I think it's important that I came back and I said, I'm sorry. I'm I've sorry. done that. Yeah. As yeah. Well. But because see that- there are times that I fly. I mean, I react. Yes. Instead of taking the time, I react. Yes. And it's a yelling match or something. And I've come back and I mean, me and Lane just recently had a conversation where I was like, look, mommy should not have done that. You know, I should not have yelled at you. I need to breathe. And I've taught him because he kind of gets a little overly emotional. I mean, he's he's almost six years old. So like as far as fit throwing goes, I mean, there's a point where you shouldn't be full on throwing, lashing out fits over nothing. And so it's more so getting to the root of why he's throwing the fit and also just having him have other coping mechanisms to cope with why he's so angry. I told him it's fine to be mad. It's fine to show emotion. Like that's okay. And I think sometimes in our world, it's like, you can't, boys don't cry or they don't get mad and they don't, you shouldn't show your, your emotions. And I'm like, it's okay to show your emotions, but you also need to know how to cope with them in a way that you can get through it. And for him, like he's even said this to Rory recently, like breathing, and just like, okay, I need to go to my room or be by myself. And I need to just take a few deep breaths. He's actually like caught on to that. And he's realized that, that does help him. And he, we honestly have not had the lashing out fits in a while after implementing that. Parenting is hard, isn't it? I mean, it's, exhaust- hard. it's exhausting. I mean, you got to yeah. be on your game because just when there's, weakness, it's almost like they smell it. You know, they know, oh, I'm going to try. Let me try this. I was just talking about that with Jared. There was a couple of weeks ago where it was just, just an exhausting week and they just were even worse. Yes. It's like, <laughs> like it's, it's like, like what's they smell going it. on? They know. I know the Bobby dude and I, like when I was strong, he was, you know, may have been weaker when he was strong, when I was weaker. And it's so important sometimes when you can to have that balance, you know, Oddly enough, you don't plan it, but you do kind of have that balance to where like, okay, well, he can take more of the brunt this time and I yeah, you know, to back and forth. And sometimes it'll be the opposite, right? Sometimes, you know, I was like, I'm holding my ground and this is that. And then sometimes I was just so, whether I was tired from the work week or just exhausted just from what whatever, you know, you're just like, uh, you know, do I have the wherewithal to parent this is going to take effort and time. And then you always have to rise to that occasion because these are our little gifts from God. You know, these are our treasures and we have to stay the course and we have to raise them so that they are respectful to others, respectful to themselves and respectful to their friends. doesn't mean that they're perfect. It's like you said, you just want them to learn how to be beautiful, young, godly girls and boys. And it takes time. It takes effort and it takes messing up and they learn by their mistakes. I've learned more things in my life by making mistakes, you know, and back to what you said about that, I think, and I, this happened not too long ago, 
they kids they they spill things they knock things over and our reaction to that is getting mad at them and I'm like they're three and five years old I mean they're not perfect and nor am I and so I had gotten upset I think the day before something over someone spilling something they're little kids they're gonna spill things well then the next night was our movie night and I'm walking in with a bowl of popcorn and I don't know what happened but it fumbled out of my hand and popcorn went everywhere (laughs) and the first thing that they both did was they looked at me and said mommy it's okay we'll help you clean it up oh my gosh did you just want to cry yes I was like because what a learning thing for me yeah like how they these two little children just said that it was okay that everyone spills things sometimes and they're going to help me clean it up. And here I was a couple of days ago getting upset with them for spilling a drink. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, we need to learn to like, no one's perfect and it's okay. And they need to see us make mistakes and be okay with it too. Oh, I love that. It's so true. And I remember when y'all would say something to me, you know, maybe not exactly the same thing. And I would have the learning moment as the parent it would bring just tears to my eyes and I would have to step back and just say, God, thank you so much for this opportunity and to be humbled and to grow as a parent, but through the eyes of my children. Thank you for sharing that. It is very deep and it's very important that we do take the time and we realize when these things happen, you know, and they're going to happen at the most inopportune moments. Yes. You know, I think too, children, I mean, they just teach us so much. As we get older, we lose that childlike, playful energy and just that carefree that you yearn so much to get back when you're older. And it's like, if you just stop for a minute and just go out and play with them or do what they're doing, then you can bring some of that back into your life. But it's slowing down to even do that. And I catch myself like having to really stop and say, no, I need to put away everything I'm doing, put away the phone, put away that and just go outside and play with them and just be like a kid again. Oh, I I love that. You know, it's true. And I take a spoonful of that medicine too, is that we get so caught up and I call it getting in my Batmobile because we're all in there. And as I, the older I get, the faster that Batmobile drives. And I yearn for the time to slow down and stop and smell the roses as the saint goes. Mm -hmm. Seasons are short in the growth of your children. And as you grow up and as I grow older, I realize and value time and relationships Mm -hmm. and the precious moments of spending time with loved ones properly. And it seems like when I'm with Lane and Rory and then Faith and Graceland, the things that even And I remember this happening to me when I noticed it with my parents too, was like some of the things that might be even frustrating to a parent. I don't have the time. Oh, I don't want to, you know, show or explain this because I've been explaining the whys all day long. (laughs) But to me, you know, as their Gigi, I have the time or I I want to explain, let's talk about this or let's investigate that. But see, that's my special opportunity of being the Gigi, right? that's when things become full circle and you get to then experience your grandbabies, you know, in that way, you know, I call it sometimes just stopping to appreciate, okay, we've raised our children and now we get to experience the fun stuff. And me and Bobo, the Bobby dude get to chuckle when we see you and Jared and Brooke (laughs) and Adam going through those parenting moments when they do those 
things like dress oh, circles yes. on our vehicle or drop. And off I mean, like now we have to, I mean, even though this happened Friday, but I'm slapping, now we have to just laugh about it because it's and, like, <laughs> did this really, this really happen? It, it did. So, you know, Chelsea, is there anything else like as you were pondering as we were, you know, kind of thinking about our, our episode today that you wanted to leave the audience with as, um, you know, wrapping things up? I really liked this quote that I came across. Um, I think it kind of wrapped everything up quite perfectly. And it says, the goal of parenting isn't to create perfect kids. It's to point our kids to the perfect God. And that is by Lindsay Bell. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. I thought that was really beautiful because I know, and I, I mean, I learned this from you and dad, but my whole purpose and goal as a mother and as a wife is to help my husband and my children get to heaven one day. That's my goal. And anytime like my husband and I have an argument over something, you know, or my kids and I, you know, something happens like them getting in trouble. It's comes back to like, what would Jesus want you to do? And going at it that way so that hopefully one day, the way they think of things, maybe before they do them, is would this make Jesus happy or not? Or maybe would this make mommy, if it doesn't make mommy and daddy happy, you know, it's probably not gonna make Jesus happy either. And so (laughs) that was always something that like, that's my goal is to get them to heaven one day and to do my very best to be able to do that, whatever that is to my fullest potential. Wow, Chelsea, how beautiful. Um, I cannot say anything more important than that. So I would definitely like to end our podcast with that note and to tell you from a mother's perspective, you are doing a fantastic job of raising your children alongside of Jared. And I am so proud of both of you and so proud of my grandbabies. And I get to chuckle when I watch these little things happen to you guys and how how you respond. And I cannot wait to see Miss Roar Jean in person and ask her about where do you draw circles? <laughs> Yes. So I'm telling her answer. (laughs) I can't wait to hear her answer. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for joining me this week on our podcast. And I just hope that each and every one of you out there are living your best salt life as we support abundant living today for us all. Have a great rest of your week and hope to see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.